Welcome back to an all new The Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. As you can hear, we just started war. 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 <sighs> what is it good for? Well, if you're looking at Minneapolis, you know why. But we're, that's that's for a different episode. Um, on this episode, we're this is episode two of our DC animated movie universe connectivity. Connectivity. Uh, connective universe. I don't know why I said that. Well, yeah. Connectivity. Oh, God, I need I need a vocal coach. I'm serious. I need a vocal coach. Just <laughs> <laughs> to help me pronounce it, but um, pronounce better. That's all. Uh, that's pretty much it. But um, yeah, we're on episode two of our DC animated movie verse. Um, over 18 films um, in the span of seven years. We already covered Justice League Flashpoint. But Destiny Flashpoint technically counts as a DC animated original film, mm-hmm. but it gets an asterisk um, in our reviewing rankings because it launched this connective universe that the other ones did not. Right. So, that Justice League War came out January 21st, 2014, digitally, and then it came out on February 4th physically then DC Universe no it was 2014 we'll say like 7 years later (laughs) so while all these films were coming out DC Universe was just the thought because DC Universe came out in 2018 late 2018 yeah it's like relatively super recent yeah, so and we like I said, I'll I'll reserve my thoughts on DC Universe and HBO Max because uh, I love how reserved you are, even though we completely know how unreserved you are about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very unreserved on it. Um, directed once again by Jay Olvia. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, produced by James Tucker, who was the spearhead of the DC anime movie verse. Written once again by Heath Corson. And it's also once again based off of Jeff, Jeff Johns, but with also Jeff, um, Jim Lee, who was spearheading it. Uh, spearheading it. Um, my initial thoughts before we go right into the plot, we're going to give our, both me and Chris, we're going to give our, uh, our initial thoughts uh, before we go into the plot. And re- um, we're going to review it at the end. After we do our trivia, and we give you the casting list, um, we'll do the casting list before before the plot. But thoughts. Initially, I'll I'll go first. Remember, I'm the one who's more trepidation with any DC films. Okay. Okay. But I do consider the DC animated movie verse 100% better than um, than the movie verse um, live action film. Oh yeah, I completely agree with that. <laughs> um, it's connective, and it started right out the gate with um, Flashpoint, Justice League War, and then we got individual heroes. I seriously felt they should have done that with uh, Man of Steel. We got Man of Steel first. Give us Justice League right off the bat. Don't need no fucking BBS. We don't need a Batman versus fucking Superman. Yeah. Justice League War gave us Batman versus Superman, but it was more Batman and Superman was learning one another, and what made each one of them stop 
Superman was like, oh, you're Bruce Wayne. What did Bruce do? Oh, okay. What up, Clark? Yeah. Just they immediately already knew each other, and I was just like, yes, we don't have to waste time on this, and they're already quippy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, the and and we said in the previous episode, I have my res- um, reservations on this Green Lantern um, I will get into his, um, the, uh, the voice actor for this one, but... I think I can see why. Rewatching it, I think I can see why. Um, and then just certain characters didn't fit their roles. It, it really didn't. Um, one voice actress, I'm surprised, didn't return. But vocally, I wasn't shocked. I was shocked how much they sound similar similarly. But, oh, the, she should she fucking came back for the other films. Who are um, you talking about? You haven't said a name. I'm not going to say her name just until I get to the casting list. Oh, okay, okay. So, we're going to consider that a future spoiler within something we're going to give spoilers to anyway, so still. Um, By the way, yes, um, complete spoilers if you didn't watch it, but you should be watching along with us anyways. Yeah. Um, I did... Uh, this gives me... Um, this going to... It's already going to reflect re- um, affect the review because I'm not a big fan of New 52 whatsoever. Okay. And amongst my friends and family, they know I'm I'm a staunch not a supporter of New 52. Mm-hmm. I like the costumes that come out of it. Yeah. But the only two people whose costumes are different from the New 52 version is Wonder Woman. Um, if you look at War, her suit is 100% different from her New 52 look. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think I like this one better. Yeah, and then Wonder Woman went through like four different suits in the New Fifty Two era. Because first she had pants, then she didn't have pants, then she had her classic look before they got rid of New Fifty Two. So it was like they didn't they didn't commit with Wonder Woman, right? Whatsoever they try to commit one hundred percent to the Wonder Woman Superman relationship, but even that wasn't even a committing kind of a thing, and it reflected in um, future films. Which is a future spoiler, but we'll we'll get to that when we get to those films. Um, yeah, and once again, the animation style is more—I would say more palatable. Palatable. Yeah, I, palatable. I, I palatable. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think palatable. I don't think I was right the first time. See, I or see. Pal- palatable. See, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> you, I need a vocal coach on dictation, dictation. But God damn it, I'm I'm I'm, I'm second guessing myself. Either way, the animation style on here, they use the same animation from Young Justice, which I did want. But certain characters still don't look right. Flash, <laughs> Superman, and yeah. they still don't look right. Like, there are a lot. It's starting to get to that, like, uncanny valley where it's like, it's. I can see it being really good. But there's something just slightly off about it. Yeah, like, you could have just... If you're using the Young Justice animation style for these films, you could have just easily used the same anime... Um, instead of trying to... Okay, yeah, we're going to be different from Young Justice. That is fine, but you could just use... It's like Justice League uh, Crisis on Two Earth. They used the Superman, um, Superman... Justice League Unlimited animation style, but you can clearly tell how Superman and um, Batman and everyone looked it differently from the TV show. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a bigger budget, but you're still using the animation style, but still looking 
making the characters that look iconic still look different. Like, mm-hmm. It made sense Superman to look more muscular than um, his TV, um, while his TV show looked more Bruce Timm like. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman in Crisis on Two Earth looked more like she was more Greek. If you like, if you look at the like for animation to make the character look more like a specific nationality. Uh huh. That was that is amazing. While Wonder Woman just looks. I'm not a knock on Bruce Tim because I do have his his um, his artist book, which is awesome to have. Um, and there and um, FYI, if you do get the book, <laughs> based off me talking about it, just I'm just letting you know there's a lot of nudity. Okay, Bruce Tim uh, yeah. Bruce Tim shows a lot. Okay, um, but his, I I feel his animation style is just outdated. It it, it fit for the Batman the Animated Series. Um, and Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, but when you get to now, um, well, I would say, when I say now, 2012, I would say after Justice League Unlimited to now. Mm-hmm. It's it, where we are, as fans of animation, are recalling for, to ref, not to reflect the times, but more Refresh. real, like refreshing the look and making characters look somewhat more realistic. Yes, there is anime that everything is this bombastic and um, out of proportion and that and but it fits the animation style fits the overall narrative of that those shows American mm-hmm. animation yes we are now leaning more heavily into 3d CGI while some animation shows like regular show um, adventure time are relying more on 2d um, animation which really works for them while adventure time um, goes between the two yeah um so when you get to young justice batman doesn't look all bulked out he like he said in in war i'm just a billionaire in the suit who don't <laughs> who don't want another child to go through what he went through yeah that makes sense yeah batman batman yeah god damn batman may have got through all what he's been through and what he's trained it doesn't you see the scarring on his body, and we'll see that in a future movie. But he would look like hell. What Robert Pattinson is trying to do for his Batman? Yeah, like this is a this is a weathered, but like very staunch Batman yeah. kind of thing. Um, Superman, yeah, he's an alien, but hell, he doesn't. There's too many. Well, that's spoilers. relative. Yeah, that's that's future spoilers with Superman though. Because they they did a they did a, they did a great job using most of his young um, young justice animation mm-hmm. for his movies, so that's a future spoiler. But um, that's my two cents before we go right into casting. What is yours, uh, Christian? Well, I mean, I feel like this movie kind of I, it's been a while since I rewatched it, mm-hmm. and. I feel like it kind of reminded me why I like, at least in the storytelling aspect of it, and the way they they directed like the um, the action choreography. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of like why these characters can be really badass. Yeah. <laughs> for for a weird way, because it's like when you start moving towards more realistic stuff, it makes sense to also kind of like water down power a little bit. Because you want it to also match the the style that you're presenting. You you just talked about that in what you were saying. Yeah. But um, I I think watching war reminded me of what it was like to just 
completely believe, oh, okay, in this setting, in this style, these people can achieve these, like, very crazy things that otherwise you wouldn't be able to do. Because I wasn't distracted by, like, CGI. I wasn't distracted by, like, the, the technical aspect of it. I was enveloped in how they were, how they were presenting the story through the art style they, they went with. And I, I had a lot of fun rewatching it. Honestly, I, I I agree. There's like certain moments where I'm looking at Superman and I'm just like, eh, there's something not quite right. But overall, like as everything's moving and you see the actual like, you see Wonder Woman fighting and it's just like, oh my god, I can't believe how badass they made her look. Like you can actually follow the action with it, you know? Yeah. I know that, uh, there was a bunch of um a different uh different um uh, ah god damn it (laughs) (laughs) different um things that you never see done in an animation film and they done it here yeah it felt like a big budget it felt like a live action movie but done in animation yeah all right but uncorrectly i think (laughs) (laughs) i would say there were some things i didn't like and some things i did like but uh okay let's go right into casting your voice of the Justice League is Alan Tudyk of Firefly, Serenity, uh, K2SO in Star Wars, um, Rogue One. Um, he voices Clark Kent Superman in this version. Um, and this um, is his one and done vocal appearance of Superman. And I really liked him. <laughs> I didn't. I, he was one I didn't feel he um, fit as Superman. I like okay. when if you get an Alec Tudyk in a DC project, you want him either as the Flash, or you want him as Green Arrow. Okay, that that's to me that because he like I hate to say it because <laughs> I mean like I've seen him as um Wash, obviously I just said Serenity, but I remember Dollhouse where he was the villain. Oh okay, and he I hate to say, he hate I, I hate to say it, but he plays better when he's the second in, like he's the the supporting character or yeah. if he's playing the villain like see how he was in as much as I hate these fucking Transformers films but look at the last he movie. was he was a highlight in that movie that's for sure yeah um, when he's playing these these roles especially either he's if he's playing Oliver Queen and whenever Injustice can get their voice cast set <laughs> he's either Oliver Queen yeah. or Barry Allen he's great yeah. He, he knows this world. He knows this universe. So I'm like, when you hear him as Superman, it just it, to me it just didn't fit. Okay, uh, just, I felt like it was a. Right? I felt like it wasn't necessarily a classic Superman. That that it felt like. I don't know how to describe it. To me, I enjoyed it. It was his, but Superman. it felt like a very city Superman. It I don't was, know if that makes it was sense. it was his Superman. He was just reflecting what they was doing for New Fifty Two. Okay. Um, making his first vocal appearance, Jason O'Mara as Bruce Wayne Batman. Um, you may remember him from Terra Nova. Oh, yeah. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, I that I, I have to admit, I still actually haven't seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the actress who I said is surprised who did not return, Michelle Monaghan. She was in... Um, Source Code, Eagle Eye, Patriots Day, Pixels, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I'm surprised she did not return for the sequels. Cause she was, I thought she was cool. Yeah. 
I enjoyed it. Um, and it was like you see Michelle Monaghan, you like, no, nah, that cannot, no, that can't be her as Wonder Woman. This is, um, this is her one and done appearance as Wonder Woman. Justin Kirk is the voice of Hal Jordan Green Lantern. This is his one and done. His, if you don't know who Justin Kirk is, he was in the TV show Weeds. Um, that's where I remember him from. Right off the bat. And I did not like him as the voice of Green Lantern whatsoever. When I first... I remember when they was talking about this at Comic-Con and they were showing the voice cast and I was like, mm-hmm. him? You couldn't get fucking Nathan Fillion? I don't <laughs> care if it's New 52. Get Nathan Fillion back. God damn it. <laughs> like, fuck. Like, Nathan, Nathan Fillion was made to be a fucking Green Lantern. Like, yeah, seriously. He has that... He, he has the ability to give that swagger. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if he's he was if everybody remember him as Malcolm Reynolds. I remember him as the preacher who fucked up um, Xander and Buffy the Vampire Slayer in season nine. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he just did not fit. He really didn't. Yeah, like I I could tell that it didn't seem like it was. It didn't fit the dialogue to me, honestly. Yeah, like the dialogue felt to me reminiscent of like a of a specific kind of green lantern yeah. but the way that he chose to voice act it i'm not saying that it was bad it just does it did it didn't feel natural to the character to me no um the voice of barry allen the flash one of my favorite actors christopher gorham gorham um he was in ugly barry um like oh my fucking god ugly betty <laughs> recently um covert affairs once upon a time and harper's island um, and something I remember him from before Covert Affairs and Ugly Betty, Jake 2.0, which only lasted one season. <laughs> but um, someone whose career I've been following, him, he, he, I felt he embodied the voice of The Flash better than Justin Chambers, who voiced him before uh, Christopher Gorham did. Um, we spoke about this actor before in, in um, last episode, Shamar Moore voices Victor Stone cyborg like seriously if you do not know who is Shamar Moore like seriously what the f- <laughs> uh, Shamar Moore was in the Young and the Restless from 94 to 2005 then he joins Criminal Minds from 2005 to 2006 he was the permanent third permanent host of Soul Train from 1999 to 2003 which why every woman loves this man <laughs> Uh, but he's currently right now playing um, Hondo in SWAT for CBS. And he's in the midst of a controversy right now. Oh, really? CBS is being sued by the state of California because Criminal Minds, the show that he used to been on, was a hotbed of sexual assault. Ooh. And actors um, apparently, we're not saying who to protect them um, are speaking against the show overall. And apparently, it was not a fun experience. Ooh, that is not good. Yeah, no bueno. Um, Steve Blum, he's in everything. He is dark side in this one. And Uox, I legit... Oh, apparently, that's dark side's name. Ah. Um, D. Bradley Baker, he does... This dude voice range is like, he's like Frank Welker level. Yeah. Of like fucking awesome. He is the voice of the Parademons. 
Yeah. That, that, that is it. And he also voiced the Joker in Batman Brave and the Bold. And he voiced um, all of the clones on yeah. Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Um, Mr. Fantastic himself, Eon Griffin, is Thomas Morrow, um, Silas Stone's partner in Star Labs. But, like I said, yes, he was Mr. Fantastic Boy at one time, but this is not his first DC animated appearance. For Justice League Unlimited, he was the voice of Mr. Miracle. And then later on, yep, and later on, he did Batman Brave and the Bold, voicing the character Armor Red Ryan. Oh, okay. So he's not, um, this is not new to him. He has done it before. Yeah, I didn't realize that because I when I saw the cat when I saw him on the cast, I was just like, "Oh shoot, it was the dude in Fantastic Four, But I didn't realize like he's actually been in more DC stuff since this before this. Yeah. Um, D. Bradley Baker, Steve Bloom, um, uh, they also have done other DC roles. Um, Sean Austin, Aston, yeah, Sean Aston. I can't really fuck that up. Um, voices Shazam while Steven Universe. Um, versus voice actor Zach Collison voice Billy Batson now this is his one and done um, for he vo- actually he first voiced Billy Batson in Superman Shazam The Return of Black Adam <laughs> Justice League War is his second voice appearance mm-hmm. and after that um, he only has done the Lego Batman um, director video feature films as Billy Batson while they, oh. um, while Billy Batson was not used as the voice um, later on, it was just strictly um, Shine Aston as the voice of Shazam. Oh, okay. Which, which really sucks. Like, you could have threw in Billy Batson every now and then, but they didn't. They wouldn't yeah. focus on Shazam. But um, his longest standing role is the voice of Steven Universe, of Steven himself. Which nice. wrapped, well, actually wrapped up this year. Really? Yep. Steven when Universe. did that show start again? I'm trying to remember. Steven Universe started in 2013. Oh, wow. So seven years. Yep. That's a good run. Yeah. So, hey, it's... I say he had a good... He has a good career. Oh, my God. He's a... Wait. He's 22, <laughs> yeah. He's a year younger than I am. Yeah. <laughs> And more successful than we are. And what am I doing? No, I'm just <laughs> Richard McGonagall um, is the voice of the president. He's also the voice of Sully in the Uncharted series. Um, George Newbern, who's normally the voice of Superman, but he mainly does the... He voices Superman in Justice League, Justice League Unlimited... And most of the DC animated features, uh, most, not all of them. Um, he, um, the last one he did, voice of Superman was um, Superman Shazam: The Return of Black Adam. But in this version of the DC animated universe, he's the voice of Steve Trevor. Um, Bruce Thomas is Desaad. Rocky Carroll of NCIS um, fame. He's in every fucking C- NCIS show. Like, <laughs> he, he's the boss of NCIS um, but I remember him as a kid um, from the TV show Rock which learned, which will teach you about the hood real quick and what black um, black lives actually happens in okay. the hood um, Kimberly Brooks 
She's a prolific voice actress herself, and she is the voice of Ash Williams in the Mass Effect series, Buena Girl, and Mucha Lucha. Oh, damn, I remember Lucha Lucha. Um, and everybody is shocked when they see this is a black woman, which is Ashley Williams and Buena Girl. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. Yes, sister got Do range. Do you? Sister got range. Look, if you can, and this is gets me. Look, if you can hire a white actress voicing a black character, you, we, no one, no one should complain about a black actress voicing Aladdin or a black character. Or, or, or a white <laughs> character. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. That's um, awesome. Her character is Darla. Um, it's just a non-sequential role that they gets beefed up later on the DC animated films. Um, mm-hmm. Hayden Welch um, comes back, but she voices a little girl called Hannah Grace. I don't see him. Wait, that like that was the only part she had in there? Yeah, she was just <laughs> she was just voicing a um, a little girl. <laughs> Wonder um, Woman's conduit to uh, to ice cream. Yeah. Um, the plot. A series of uh, abductions has occurred in Gotham City. Batman is implicated due to a footage footage that looks similar to him. No football, it ain't him. Even they show drawings of it. Motherfucker, Batman ain't got no goggles. <laughs> Batman gaslight, yes. But not this fucking Batman. Batman night vision. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> um, but later on, Green Lantern stops the kidnapping before the attacker... Before the attacking kidnapper, that is a weird word sentence, but I digress. He saves the woman and leaves her on top of the building because she was a jaded ass woman. Like legit, yeah. like you he saved you from being kidnapped and saved you from a parademon. And, you and didn't say a single word to you at that point. And you ask him, All right, how much is it gonna cost? I would have let oh 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 okay it's like that alright I'll just leave you fucking here. Well Call isn't that what he did? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I would have done the same thing. I was like, yeah, alright, I'll just leave you here. Call <laughs> Fuck you. We're in a new world, people. This is new fifty two. Humans yes. the, the, the human race don't trust these heroes. Nope. Oh my god, this is so much like Marvel. <laughs> it really is. It's it's like Marvel. They try to be like Marvel, but it's DC. DC, you're supposed to be on um, no, Never mind. I'm going on a rant. A parademon is almost um, defeated when the um, when Batman appears. The parademon attacks them both. Batman and Green Lantern chase it into the sewers, where it charges a mother box and then explodes. Um, in this version, there's multiple mother boxes, not just one that Darkseid has. Right. And normally, yeah. And then normally, it's like a they have a device called the boom tube. Which was not technically mother box. I, I was I'm going to critique the comic then the movie. Let me just keep <laughs> on going. Um, another box supplied by the Flash is being studied at Star Labs by Silas Stone, the father of Victor Stone. Now let me say this, goddamn. If I am Barry Allen and I'm buying burritos for everybody, <laughs> and my chimichanga gets taken. Now, we all know Barry can eat that whole bag because he need, technically needs that much to keep himself sustained. He not, yes. He's not just eating one. Fuck that. No. No, no, no. no. Extremely like, oh. high metabolism requires yeah. many, many burritos and enchiladas and chimichangas. I would have been like, all right, 
I'm, I'm being a dickhead. I'm going to take every, you took my chimichanga, I'm taking everybody's burritos. I don't care if it's <laughs> one person. One, everybody needs to learn. Uh-huh. When one fucks up, everybody gets it. That's the military rule. <laughs> so, that way you gotta be accountable for your for your brethren. Yeah. So to and parents, if you're you are listening to this, I don't care because I, I I don't want the children. And I, if my brothers have children, I will do this punishment to them. So the person who's the offending person who broke the rules, they will have to stand there while their siblings is taking the punishment. Damn. But what if here's a here's a question though. What if that teaches them that they will never be held accountable for their own actions at one point? Oh no 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 no. He they are accountable for their actions. See since this is what the police don't fucking know in Minnesota. I mean sorry, right. Minneapolis. When one does something, the others who were there that didn't stop it or told the individual what was going on, you all are getting punishment. But except for if you're the oldest and you know it's not the right thing to do, you're going to see your siblings get the punishment, the brunt of what you were supposed to get, which means they'll know you fucked up. We're getting the punishment while that person committed is going to be like, fuck, if I do it again, mm-hmm. they're going to get it again. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't teach them, like my actions has consequences, Oh, then I have another method that I uh, will not be speaking on this podcast. <laughs> Further on, <laughs> Superman, who has fought with the Parademon previously and believes Batman and Superman, Batman and Superman, God damn it, Batman and Green Lantern are working with it, he fights them. <laughs> and Batman this tells is- them, we're hopelessly outmatched. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is when, um, within the battle, stop, only stopping when Batman calls him Clark. And at that moment, Superman discovers Batman is Bruce Wayne. See? Right there. Superman is assuming that Green Lantern and Batman is working with the Parademons, and he fights them. Batman already says, we're hopelessly outmatched. Why like, he we- understands because he had already done his research on Superman, which is exactly what he would have done. And he said it. Your flight patterns. There you go! That's how Batman... Like we said, you give Batman time to prep... He will rock your fucking world. Oh, yeah. And all he had to say was, Clark, stop Superman dead in his tracks. Because he did not want yeah. his identity out. And that, he, he only had to say the correct name. Yep. And <laughs> I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to rant again because what DC's doing right now. Give us the rest of the plot. I can feel the rant. <laughs> um, the trio begins working together against the Parademons on Apocalypse, Darkseid, orders Desaad. To begin an invasion on Earth in response to the superhero's discovery of his plans. Victor and Silas argue over Silas' belief that metahumans are more important than football. Which that is kind of fucking a dickish thing ever. When he's like, are you never going to care about me playing football? He's like, no. That is yeah. like, wow. I I just think, like, yeah. There are parents out there like that. No, no, yeah. But fuck. I was like, I was ready to go through the fucking TV screen and like choke the motherfucker out. And but, when I saw that, I was just like, damn, like, I forgot how much of a dick he was. Like, that's that's like a fucking dick move to just straight up be like, I'll never go. Like, I was I, like, I, dude, I like, you're busy, but that doesn't mean he doesn't fucking exist. Like, like the fuck? And he pretty much he said he doesn't care about sports or his son. That fact, your son is a genius and he can play sports. That yeah. is a rarity. 
in mo in hell in the real world. Yeah. To see that in the cartoon, like, just like fuck. You're like, that's as much fantasy as the fucking laser beam shooting out of Superman's eyes. Yep. <laughs> um, is at this moment, the exact same moment of, <laughs> the exact same moment of the argument, um, Superman, Batman, and Green Lantern realize an invasion has begun when the mother box activates and several boom tubes appear throughout the world. It is at this exact moment, once again, that the box and Star Labs that Victor is holding explodes and fuse the technology is, that is inside the box to Victor's wounds and his muted and his mutilated body. Victor loses a hand, he loses legs, he's he still has an arm. That's the thing I don't get with this um I'll critique at the end of it. Um just, let's keep on going. Um several pure demons attack Silas takes Victor to a technologically advanced medical bed and uses it to um, experimental technology to exper basically experiment on Victor while trying to save his life, which is wow. Another great, dick move. Great parenting on the fly, yeah. but understandably he's trying to save his son, even though yeah. Like, but then certain things, it's like give him a sedative. The pain will subside. It's like it'll do it faster if you give him a sedative. Like when, motherfucker? <laughs> like, <laughs> like isn't that the fucking point? <laughs> um. Countless parademons appear and attack um, as they're attacking around the world. The mother box um, technology is spliced within Victor's body and fuses itself within the various technologies around the room. Victor is transformed into cyborg um, or some kind of robot thing. But we had he has not he doesn't technically have a code name. You know his name is cyborg. I'm just fucking. Can we? Is it is it gonna infringe on a copyright if I start calling him cyborg Mark One? Nah. Might as well. Might as well. That's what basically they was doing. Yeah. Um, with a body capable of transforming and adapting itself, including obtaining new features, just as the Flash saves the scientist, Cyborg discovers details of Apocalypse. <sighs> future spoilers. I can't talk. I can't talk. Oh, my God. I can't talk about this. This is future spoilers. But Darkseid and the invasion plan. Um, but details of Apocalypse, Darkseid, and his, plan, his invasion plans. He learns that the Parademons are actually inhabitants of, of, of the worlds conquered by Darkseid, spliced with his technology, allowing him to mind control them into serving as many um, serving in his army for conquering other planets. Billy Batson, who is a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it right now. I don't we, we already know I don't like Shazam, so Yeah. Um, Billy Batson sees a Parademon outside and is mystically turned into the superhero Shazam. Now, let's before we continue on to finish, he is called Shazam. He's yeah. not called Captain Marvel. The only reason why it made no fucking sense to call him Captain Marvel if the wizard was originally named Shazam. So that means Billy Batson should be called Shazam. Yeah. So and they and they gave a distinct description distinct uh, how he says his code name. Mm -hmm. When he yells it out, he transforms back to Billy or he transforms to Zam. But when he's talking yeah. like how we're talking, just normally, he yeah. says, oh, my name is Shazam. <laughs> I don't see how the fucking movie couldn't... All right, once again, moving on. <laughs> see, I feel like with that logic, he could sneeze and it would work, right? Yeah. Because imagine just being sitting at home, like just watching TV and just go... <laughs> 
And then fucking lightning like pulls a hole in your house and lights everything on fire. <sighs> he turns into a superhero Shazam and he flies off after taking out one of the parademons. Is at this time the Air Force One is attacked in the air but is saved by the Amazon Amazonian princess Wonder Woman and Superman who, who leaves Batman and Green Lantern to go help Wonder Woman and they're both enamored by one another. It's like, damn, you strong. She's like, Hera. After the heroes gather once again, Cyborg reveals that the invasion is a prelude to a terraforming... Um, they're trying to terraform... Uh, Darkseid is trying to terraform Earth. Um, Darkseid arrives, and he proves to be quite the powerful opponent. Opponent. Why did I say opponent? Oh, my God. I should... Words are weird. <laughs> <laughs> you hear people say opponent, and I'm saying up. Oh, well, it's obviously opponent. Opponent, right? It's the O sound at the start of it. Opponent. See, what if you call it an opponent? That's what I just said. Opponent. But you hear people say opponent. See, what is even real? Like you fucking more. God damn it. See, he he opponent. God damn it. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised I, I, I passed English. I, I'm just. That's all I got to say. I'm surprised I passed English at the but highest level. But you can level. write like it, mofa. I don't care. But it's still words are fucking. The English language is weird, people. I mean, the English language is basically a language that like beat up other languages in an alley and stole all their spare grammar. <sighs> Darkseid uses his Omega beams to fight the Flash and Superman, who run. Who, are, uh, who Flash outran the Omega Beam by using the Parademons, Parademons um, blocking them, and they, who were chasing um, civilians, while um, Superman gets hit and he's incapacitated. And he is then further captured by the Parademons. Batman prevents Green Lantern from going after... Now, before we get to this part, we, we're skipping a little bit to get just uh, further on the plot, but... Green Lantern, this is why I don't like this version of Green Lantern. I don't care if you police the whole sector of 2814, which is um, Earth sector. Um, you are not powerful enough for Darkseid. Yeah. And you not only got slapped, bitch slapped Green Lantern. More than a couple times, actually. This is the initial when they first meet Darkseid. He gets bitch slapped and then he gets jumped by the Parademons. Secondly, he does it again. And his ring arm gets broken. You fucking dumbass. <laughs> and you call Batman a douche. And then he has to put it in a, you know, in a self-made cast for the rest of the thing. Yeah. Like, this Green Lantern is Guy Gardner. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. This is not Hal Jordan. This is Guy Gardner. But then we get future spoiler. We get Nathan Fillion back. But I don't give a fuck. Right by this point... Fucked with the character of Hal Jordan. He does not act like Hal Jordan whatsoever. No, he doesn't. I was like, he's he's like, he's acting like Billy, and Billy's like acting like an ass. Like I said, how, um, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner is the asshole who thinks he can do everything. <laughs> That's why I don't like Guy Gardner. I was just a, I wasn't sad when he was barely used in any form of animation. Hell, here's the funny here's the funny character before we get finish off this plot. In, young, in the Young Justice episode, there was like, let's um add in new members to the Justice League. Guy Gardner pops up on the screen. Both Hal 
and Jon Stewart both said no <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> that tells you how much no one does like Guy Gardner. And if you're a Guy Gardner fan, that's the uh, that's, that's the best that's, one, that's right? Your, that's your that's <laughs> your <laughs> Um. So Batman gives a speech to um, Relaner, um, telling him he's going after um, he's going after Superman, and um, he tells Green to, to think of about the lives that are at stake rather than his own image as a hero. Um, and, and he unmasks himself, revealing himself, tells him that he reveals that his parents' murders would made him made, motivated him to fight evil. Bruce allows himself to be captured to save Superman, while Green Lantern has the idea to strip Darkseid of his Omega Beams by destroying his eyes. Technically, that was Wonder Woman. Yeah. He was. Just, he, he implied it. Wonder Woman took it to the nth degree and said, "All right, let's take out his eyes." Yeah, like she was. She was like really excited about it, and he thought she was like not gonna go through with it. It's like, no, no, no. She will fucking stab him in the eyes if that's what she said she was gonna do. Yeah. And she did it. <laughs> um, Bruce goes... Before we, before we just move off of it, I just really want to acknowledge the fact that this Batman was able to concisely basically put the, the plot of all the live-action Batman movies in, like, two sentences and then move on from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, we don't need to do a fucking origin movie for me. Yeah, it's like we don't need the origin. Like he just basically gave us the synopsis in just what he told uh, uh, Guy Jordan. <laughs> yeah, there we go, Guy Jordan. <laughs> That's what he's gonna be known as throughout this fucking review. Um, <laughs> Bruce travels through the portal to appear on Apocalypse Now. Um, this is where he escapes the Parademon and stops Desaad from turning Superman into a Parademon. But Superman is left in an unstable, highly aggressive. Parademon state that he's still he's still himself, but he's not all the way himself. And Batman has to fight him. That's yeah. this is where you get your Batman versus Superman people. You don't do it in the fucking way. These writers don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, except for this one, which is a lot more better. Batman reasons with him, and he helps him reassert his own personality. See, this, well, this reasons not... and then shocks him in the neck. Oh yeah. <laughs> It would have been more effective if it was a kryptonite taser, but obviously, if you wouldn't have done that, we wouldn't have got this awesome ending at the end. Yeah. Um, back on Earth, Darkseid eyes are destroyed by the Justice League, um, with Barry giving the final blow um, by hooking that um, crowbar to his eye, and Shazam mm-hmm. throwing that um, that Hadouken. <laughs> Using it like a rod to uh, attract all the lightning. Yeah. Um, Darkseid, but Darkseid fights back and with Superman and Batman's assistance the group eventually forces him back through the portal with the world saved the heroes now gain the public trust and it's honored by um, by the White House and the government and that's when we have this colorful banter of them going like alright who should we be called we should be called the Super 7 and then it was like oh even Batman groaned yeah it's like Super Seven, really? Like, <laughs> really? After the credits, this is where the animated verse gets all DC MCU like on us. In the post-credit scene, the Atlantean ship re- emerges from the ocean. Ocean Master appears, carrying the father, ca- carrying the king of Atlantis. He believes the surface dwellers are responsible. 
and he calls this an act of war when she swears revenge. <laughs> now, Ocean Master is just a bitch. And oh, yeah. Future spoiler. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> future spoiler. Leave it for the next review. Yeah. Um, and that is Justice League War. Um, what was it good for? Good for nothing. <laughs> uh, now, uh, I'm like I said, yes, I'm going to be biased on this one. Um, not a fan of New 52. Never was, never will be. Um, but this started a universe that got better over time. Yeah. To me, it got better. Um, each film that was, it was, it was connected. It got better with each one. Um, and it made me want to keep on watching this movie verse as it kept on going. But I really, I, <sighs> Jeff Johns, like I said, he has hit, to me, he has, hit, people can be like, oh, he can't do no wrong. Have you seen most of the shit he's done live action? Most of his live action shit is not all that great. Yeah. And and I'm not and he yes, he has some things that I do own that I do like. Like I like his Batman Earth One. It it's really great. Um mm-hmm. I do like I said, like we mentioned before in the previous episode, Green Lantern um Rebirth, Flash Rebirth, Green Lantern, Blackest Night and Brightest Day are one of my favorite um uh miniseries by mm-hmm. him. But New Fifty Two Flashpoint is not. Yeah, no. Flashpoint had Flashpoint had fun moments, but was overall lacking on the actual development. Yeah, um, it's just I I hate, and this comes out and, the, and and like we keep forgetting these came out right around the time Injustice came out. Yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, this is their version of Injustice. This is a separate universe. No, this is happening like the Flash is the cause of it. And it's like, fuck. Damn it. God damn it, cocksucker motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um So what you mean when they kept with the storyline of this new world where Superman is a dick. He really is. He's um he fight he gets first, asks questions later, chapter person. Instead yeah. of trying to hold the fight to like get a better understanding, then he yeah. uses his full power. Here he's like, "No, nah, fuck it, I'm gonna just fuck you up." Yeah, here's why you got that that attitude and tone from when you first watched it. Um, when he when Superman first came on the screen, um, and then we have things like down the line, Bruce and Dick around five years apart within age, which makes it kind of like weird. We yeah. especially I have Batman and Robin Eternal. Um, one of the issues, one of the um, comics, you see Robin as um, as a teen, but then that means all right, and Bruce fully is Batman. So I'm like, all right, Dick is Robin, but is he 18 years old? Like, I don't get because that. Yeah, we talked about that. That would be weird because it'd be like, hey, I'm 23. Let me adopt you, 18 year old. Yeah, like, and just like certain com like. People say suspend your disbelief. It's hard to do that when you're getting all this information from the writers themselves. Yeah. So when it's adapted into an animation like Justice League War, you can be you can be a little bit picky, choosy on what you like and what you don't like. 
Like, mm-hmm. I do like the fact that they just right off the bat are the Justice League. We didn't yeah. have to do Justice League Eliminate where they did like seven episodes just for them to form to be the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what I liked. Um, I like the fact that they did use the car- um, the animation style from Young Justice because another thing in the football scene where Billy is re- um, cheering, they use Virgil Hawking's um, static. Um, his character is behind Billy Batson. Really? Yep. And Virgil becomes comes out in the first season um, towards the tail end of season one of Young Justice. Oh. So. There, That's there's, cohesive. Yeah, that there, there is cohesive. But Young Justice and this DC movie verse are separate. They're not in the same world because um, singer Justin McCartney voices Dick Grayson. Um, Nightwing, he voiced Robin in the first season, Nightwing in season two and three. Okay. Um, so their movie, their Young Justice is separate from um, the DC movie verse. The um, only commonality they have is the uh, animation style, though. Yeah, but except for Batman, definitely look at Batman and Batgirl. You can definitely tell this is going to be separate. Um, mm-hmm. The voice of Batman in Young Justice is, oh fuck, he, it, I had him in my head too. Um, he was in Star Trek. Oh, um, he, he was the first Christopher Pike before uh, Anson Mount took over. Wow, what was that guy's name? Oh, hold on. Let me find it. I, I'm on the goddamn PC at the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Young Justice. Um, the voice of the Batman. The Batman. Uh, Can we start calling him the uh, the superhero formerly known as Batman? <laughs> you can do that. Um, I don't know why specifically. That just that that seems funny to me for some reason. God damn it! <laughs> so. Your, Anyways, your, your your um your review. My review, honestly, okay. So, taking <laughs> overall, I really enjoyed the movie. There were things that I didn't like, but there were small enough to where I could, like you said, suspend disbelief of it. Yeah, and really just kind of enjoy the story that they were telling. And on top of that, there was great scenes of ju- of uh, the Justice League fucking up Darkseid. With legitimate teamwork stuff. Like, yeah, they had their moments where, like, you know, um, Shazam was, like, just trying to hot dog it and, and uh, going out of order. And then because of all of that, everybody's, like, you know, in, in kind of a chaos of what they're doing. But once it, it felt kind of weirdly natural, the way that they all kind of started working together. And it's not necessarily like they had a moment to even stop and talk about it. Like, hey you guys are going to do this and we're going to do that. It's like they really only had enough time to gather themselves and then kind of see where their strengths lie and then fight in that, you know? Yeah. So I enjoyed I enjoyed watching how they interpreted them as a team without them actually talking about it. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, I would give this review... Let me see. I gave a 2 out of 5 flashpoint right and i remember i said a three out of five i believe i would give this one this one's gonna be very controversial 
I'm gonna give it a two as as well. Really? No, yeah, no. I'm gonna give it a two. Um, except for I will put this at number one. Yeah, right now this is the top slot of yeah. the two. <laughs> because it's like it's it's better to to me. We don't have a lot of infighting. Just um, bad casting to me. Just bad casting. Um, but it, overall, it's still it's, it's still an enjoyable movie when it can be. Mm. Um, and Bruce Greenwood was the voice of Batman and Young, and Young is the voice of Batman and Young Justice. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. Also, another um, fun fact: um, Vanessa Marshall, who is normally the voice of Wonder Woman is the voice of Black Canary. Really? Justice, yeah. Huh. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. I love when you can see, like, different characters from the same uh, voice actor. And here's, a, here's something that would kick you in the teeth. Okay. Rob Lowe voiced what? Shazam. Wait, what? For one episode. His brother, Chad Lowe, took over the voice the voice of Shazam. That's <laughs> that, that, those are your those are your little facts. Um Alan took went over took over the voice of um Green Arrow in Young Justice. Um we already mentioned before Nolan North Nolan North voiced Superman and Superboy. His friend um Troy Baker voices Guy Gardner. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, actually Guy Gardner or Guy Jordan? Guy Gardner. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Surprising, huh? Maggie, yeah. Maggie Q voices Wonder Woman. Let this sink in. She's the voice's first Asian actress to voice Wonder Woman. Damn. And then, future spoilers, Rosario Dawson is the first woman of Latin descent to voice Wonder Woman. Yes. Um, let's give a little bit of trivia. Um, it was actually called The Super 7, which is a nod to the 1970 Saturday morning cartoon that featured Tarzan and The Super 7. Wow. I, that's weird. Huh. Um, Victor, I wonder whose idea it was to put that in then. Probably one of the um, one of the writers. Um, mm-hmm. Victor Stone's football team was called the Titans, which was the which was the found which ah, where Victor Cyborg is the founding member of the Teen Titans. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, in the comics, Aquaman uses his trident to blind one of Darkseid's eyes. However, in the film, Aquaman has been cut. Flash uses a crowbar in his stead. Mm-hmm. I love how he got that too. <laughs> Needed to save the world. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cyborg was um, is like we said is known to be the founding member of the Teen Titans in the previous continuity, but in the New Fifty Two, he is a founding member of the Justice League while replacing Martian Manhunter, who is known as the seventh founding member of the Justice League. Yeah, I remember the first time I watched this movie, like, just ever. 
and I saw Cyborg in it, I was like, wait a minute, why is why is Cyborg here? Isn't he like a Teen Titan? Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh shit! Like he's like straight up in the Justice League, and they like kind of aged him up. I was like, okay, this is different, but I like it. It kind of makes sense. Um, Aquaman was the founding member in the storyline by Jeff Johns, but he was cut and replaced by Shazam. Mm. Hmm. Why that was he be... cut? Well, yeah. the reason why he was cut because the next film, well, technically the next film is Son of Batman. <laughs> but after <laughs> that, we'll be going to Justice League, Throws of Atlantis. So it why... was meant to kick that one off. <laughs> yeah. But, because apparently it was supposed to be Justice League War, um, Justice League Thrones of Atlantis, then Son of Batman. But because they introduced Batman, um, Damian Wayne, and he has a short um, called Nightwing and Robin, mm-hmm. uh, which is called back to Batman and Robin, because at this time, before the New 52 started, there was a Batman and Robin comic book where Nightwing was Batman. Which was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, that's so. That I'm trying to remember. Like, I remember reading something like that and hearing the story, but I don't remember exactly what the plot was. It is. It comes off of Battle of the Cow. Oh, that makes this, sense. It takes place right before New Fifty Two, and that is where, technically, the New Fifty Two is blended in with the DC continuity of before. Is, and it starts with Son of Batman and then um, further on down. But um, yeah, that is it. Um, so you gave it, you, what is your rating again? I think for me, hmm, can I give it a 0. 0.5 like, or like a, like a half on yeah. a rating? Go ahead. So I want to give it like a three and a half. Three and a half out of five. Okay. I want to give it a three and a half out of five because um, I know I gave I know I gave uh, Flashpoint a three, mm-hmm. but I also said that was a soft three, so I might put that down to a two now at this point. <laughs> so two point five out of five. Two, yeah, exactly. But uh, but I have War as a three point five because I did enjoy the the action of it, and I did enjoy the art style. But even then, like it felt like felt like a very single goal oriented plot yeah. and it's like I understand this is just supposed to be the introducing them but they're also using like one of the real big bads you know and with that it's like they're they're trying to devote as much time as they could to the actual like fight scenes which is great but in that you are kind of forced to like railroad a couple story elements which I personally would have enjoyed but the the overall timing of the movie, the movie was like an hour and ten minutes without the credits, or an hour and what fifteen without the like credits. An hour fifteen, which is a, which is a solid hour fifteen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For what is in there, it's amazing. But I feel like if they had maybe had you know an extra ten minutes, they would have been able to really flesh out certain parts that felt a little empty to me. So that's that's why I want to like that's kind of why I'm keeping it away from a four. Okay. Um... I'm sticking with my um, two out of five, like um, Justice League Flashpoint. Um, not a fan of the comic storyline. Not a fan of the story overall of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like you. I like the animation style. Um, certain characters did not fit their roles. 
Um, I felt um, Jason O'Mara continuing as the voice of Batman was the necessary step to go into solidifying this is a different universe than um, having Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman and everything. Yeah. Um, but having former Justice League actors voicing other characters, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And but, I honestly really enjoyed Jason Omar's um, performance. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, people just complain just to complain. And, and I know it seems like we're complaining. Yeah. It's just a critique. Um, yeah. It's, it's, honestly, I really liked it. But it is, like we said, it's a solid film. Um, it could maybe, it could have maybe added an extra 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, maybe flush out some characters. Um but still, the biggest omission is you fucked up Billy Batson. Either way, yeah, Billy Batson. See, that, that's what I mean there, though. Like it could have been. I feel like if they had those extra ten minutes, and they maybe could have dedicated like an extra three or three of those to Billy, they could have given him at least a little bit more of a backstory, or at least a little bit more of a not introduction, but a little more time to understand maybe why he might be feeling like that. Like if there was like an, an extra scene where something had been communicated where he had an issue like, uh, you know, trusting people, which would then make it a, a lot more of a special connection that he tr- started to trust people in the Justice League. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it could have turned the character maybe a little bit away from the the view of like this Billy Batson's an asshole. Because like, it only be, really got the impact, but not the what's behind that. It would have been cool if we would have got the Billy Batson for Superman Shazam. That, yeah. that would have been better. Yeah, that, that would have been, I think, yeah, that would have been the ideal way to go. But with that, we're going to say Shazam! Shazam!